life engages us in different ways, but our God, relationship with him, an understanding of who he is and what he's doing is better than the life that we choose for ourselves. Amen? A better life is in Christ. And the scripture was Psalm 63, verse 3, because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. And then the primary text today is Ecclesiastes, the third chapter, verses 1 through 12. Amen? It's a, a time for everything is what the uh, subtitle in the, the English Standard Version says, a time for everything. In the verse 1, for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. That's relevant, isn't it? A time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. And then the second section of this is the God-given task. What gain has a worker from his toil? I've seen the business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. Amen. And then there's another text uh, that's not on your outlines. Matter of fact, we're sending out the outlines via email to everyone. We're sending out uh, links uh, for uh, the website and Facebook so that folk can, uh, can, uh, can connect and see this uh, virtually online. But Ephesians 5.16 says, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Making the best use of the time because the days are evil. And Colossians 4, 5 says, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure a prevalent question is, uh, what is God doing? You know, or even the question would be, is this God's doing? Hmm? What is God doing, and is this God's doing? What season is it? And obviously, Solomon, who was considered to be one of the wisest men that ever lived, he says that there are different seasons. Uh, and he's wise, not because he talks more so about what ought to be or what should be, because He's not the best example of what it ought to be and what should be. Uh, he is wise because he was able to analyze and lay out what is. His wisdom was about reality. Amen? So if you look at his, even his assessment of the times, it is, it is a layout 
of what is real, reality. This is what life is about. So Solomon could tell us what life was about. Part of it was because of his vast experiences and exposures as a king. And part of it was because uh, of his, unfortunately, spirit of adventure. So he wanted to, f to feel and experience every part of life. And his wealth and his power and his status availed him the opportunity to do so. And as a result, he sent a shot across the bow, a warning about avarice, about wealth, about pleasure, about life in general. What is reality really all about? So, in essence, he says, to use an old common adage, life is not a flowery bed of ease. Life is not always easy. There are seasons when life can be hard. Amen? There are seasons when life can be easy. So he says you got a season when it's easy, you got a season when it's hard, uh, you got a season when you're blessed, you got a season when you don't, you're not feeling so blessed. Amen? And so, so God wants us to understand seasons, and through Solomon, we, are, we peer into an understanding that there are seasons to life. And, and there are various seasons in life. There are seasons when you're single, seasons when you're married, seasons when you're divorced, seasons when you are uh, 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 single again because of death of a spouse. There are seasons when you're a new parent. There are seasons when you're an empty nester. There are seasons, you know, various seasons, divorced or, or married for 25, 30, 40 years. Uh, there are various seasons. And even when we're children, if you think about it, we were rushing to get to the next season. You know, I'm in eighth grade, I'm in fifth grade, I'm trying to get to middle school because it seems like the folk in middle school, they're having a lot more fun. Life is really good for them. If, I, if I'm in the eighth grade, I'm trying to get to ninth grade, I'm trying to get to high school because the high schoolers seem to have it going on. And then after high school, I'm trying to get out on my own. I'm trying to have some semblance of independence, either college or vocation or occupation or just get out there and have some semblance of independence. So we always seem to be rushing to the next season. Amen? Amen. So there's always seasons that we seem like we're trying to get to. And unfortunately, because we're trying to get the next season, we bypass the season we're in. We miss the season we're in. We miss now. What season is it right now? And how can we appreciate the season we're in right now? How can we learn and glean from the season we're in now? How, how can we understand how to trust and depend on God in every season? Not just, you know, the old preacher used to say, country preacher, squatting here looking over there. You know. In other words, I'm never content, never satisfied, never, never, never really in the moment. So we can bypass seasons that we're in in order to try to get to the next season in life. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 11, it says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. Did you hear me? He says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. That's akin to the text about... 
all things working together for the good, for those that love God. Not that all things are good, but that they, all things work together for the good, for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. So God has a purpose in everything that happens under the sun. Praise God. Then it goes on to say, and also he has put eternity in man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end, I perceive that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. So Solomon even said, I perceive that there's nothing that we should be about than to be joyful. The joy of the Lord, the word of God says, is our strength. So the temptation right now in this season is to become melancholy. Bluesy, low, you know, troubled, uh, confused, upset, anxious, uh, impatient. Uh, and also the temptation is uh, to uh, throw caution to the wind, you know, not to be responsible or careful or prayerful in a moment like this. Praise God. So people can be at extremes, extremes where they're, you know, I'm, I'm giving it to God and I, I'm, I, I'm not doing anything myself or the extreme of, of, uh, of uh, I don't care, it's, 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 it's life is life and, and, or the extreme of being depressed and, and anxious and, and confused and upset and asking why. Amen. And not realizing that this is a season and, and we rush through seasons trying to get to the next season and we don't enjoy the seasons that we're in. You know, that's why they say, okay, you wouldn't even know how to be thankful unless you had a problem. You know, problems and difficulties and struggles and stresses and strains and trials and tribulations and turbulence in our lives, they make us more appreciative. You know, as a pastor, one of my experiences is go and see people in the hospital when they, they are deathly ill. And I come out of that experience in intensive care just with an automatic more appreciation for life. And, uh, and I come to realize, you know, I don't have as many helmet fires as I think I have. I, I don't have any reason to be complaining like I am. Amen. So every time I have that experience, it grows me, that exposure, that experience. Every time I have to minister to a family that's lost a loved one, hmm? death, dying, those things are wake-up calls. They help us to understand that life can be short. And you know something? Death and dying is happening all the time. We just don't, it's not, we're not upfront and personal with it. People die from cancer, thousands and thousands and thousands of people worldwide die from diseases. There may not be pandemics, but there have been epidemics, amen, recently, where certain regions of a country, multiple people die. But you know something? We pay attention when it gets close, in close proximity to us, you know? That's when, that's when we, something about our brain, it doesn't really work properly until something is switched on to make it personal, up close, you know? You can buy a car, and you never noticed that car before you bought it. Now you bought it, now you see it everywhere. Your mind opened up because of exposure, and it's close to you. 
Every now and then, God has to open the world's eyes. Amen? He allows it to happen. Or sometimes he initiates. Amen? And the scripture talks about times of pestilence. What's pestilence? Pestilence is, is an epidemic, pandemic. You know, this disease that's prevalent and prominent and people are dying, people are hurting, people are, you know, can't get healed in some instances. And there are times when God had to protect his people from pestilence. You remember with the children of Israel when he brought the pestilence in and he had them to mark the door, 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 the doorposts and the lentils with blood. Just to take a lamb's blood and smear, smear it over the doorposts and the lentils, anoint this place with, with blood, the blood of the lamb, the blood of a sacrifice. Jesus is that sacrifice, slaughtered, slain for our condition. Amen. And he says, I can cover you. Praise God. And I will cover you. So we have to ask God, God, you're the one that provides covering. Every now and then, God has to remind us that we are not in control. We are not in control. I'm not blaming this on God. I'm just saying what he, did, what he moves, how, what the, the occurrences that happen mentally and physically and what happens uh, in, our, in our hearts and in our minds as a result of facing some level of calamity. Our eyes open up. Amen? So, so, so what is God teaching? What is he sharing? What, is he, what does he open up, especially for the believer? For the believer, we have a lesson to learn. For the believer, we have work to be done. For the believer, we have action steps to partake of. Praise God. And so some of us are waiting for the next season. That's the only thing on our mind. Oh, I can't help. I can't wait. Can't wait. Well, this is a season for something else. Amen. A season of sensitivity. A season of empathy. A season of sympathy. A season of concern and prayer. A season of connection with persons in need. A season of also connection with our own homes. You know, some of us are working from home now. Amen. And you know, you don't appreciate your home enough. You're going to be in it long enough to start appreciation, appreciating what God has given you. Amen. To move to a simpler way of life where we look in one another's faces. We look to our families. And my wife was telling me that she was kicking the ball around in the house with our grandchild yesterday. You know, just playing. Just taking a little time. A little more interest in this season. Some of us are regretting because the children are going to be home. You ought to be happy the children are going to be home for a little while. You get a little time to spend some quality time with them. Yeah, it's a little bit more tough. It's a little bit more difficult to manage when you're working. But guess what? God can give you the strength and stamina to make it through. Amen? He says that I'll put no more on you than what you're able to bear. So why are you getting fretful and fearful about your kids being home? <laughs> These your kids. Amen. Aren't they your kids? Oh, I thought I graduated from babysitting and taking care of them when school started. I'm so glad when school started. Well, 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 isn't that, isn't that a, 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 a display of selfishness? <laughs> that you don't want to be around your own kids? <laughs> Ask God to, to rebirth love and attentiveness and, 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 and an ability to work and, and, and to go beyond in this season. 
Amen, somebody. Don't pass the season. Don't bypass the season. God doesn't allow us to schedule every season. Some seasons come upon us by, by surprise, by happenstance, by accident, by, 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 by occurrences that we can, don't have, that we don't have the ability to control. So, so we are, again, not in control, but life is about, for, for human beings who are not connected with God, about gaining control. Gaining control of the markets. Gaining control of the economy. Gaining control of, you know, your environment. Gaining control of you know, wealth so that you can have, live in this palatial estate and have a certain lifestyle. So, so we all want to gain control, but every now and then, we're not in control. And the more we realize that we're not in control, the more we can turn to God, trust in him, depend on him, allow him to lead and direct you in the way that he would have you to go because God can create purpose in every situation. God can create, create opportunities for advantage in every situation. God can create a plan out of, every, out of every situation. Blind eyes open in, in various seasons. I remember seasons that are probably the toughest for me were times when I was injured or hurt or sick, hospitalized. Hmm? I remember playing basketball in college and hurting my back. It was a diff difficult season because here I am I'm on the sidelines, and I want to be in the game. Amen? Back injury, you know. And, and so guess what that season allowed me to do? It allowed me to think about life. Amen? It allowed me to think about God. It allowed me to delve into God's word. It allowed me to be more committed to my studies. <laughs> So I made better grades in that season. Amen. It allowed me to put basketball in its place. Amen, somebody. It allowed me to gain perspective on life. It allowed me to gain contentment for the life I had, not for the life that I was dreaming of. Hmm? So I learned how to enjoy the season when injured, hurt, when ill, when sick. I learned how to enjoy the season. So, so God opens eyes. He gives insight and sight in various seasons. Hmm? And, 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 and so in your darkest and most difficult moments, God can open doors. He, he allowed me to slow down. You know, we're moving so fast until we don't see the, the forest for the trees. He allowed us, allows us to slow down. And when we slow down, we can connect with people and we can connect with God. Amen. So what time is it? It's time to connect. Amen. So those experiences, you know, they, they, they inform my next steps and my next stages in life. That downtime gave me something else to hope for and something else to connect to. Amen. Uh, you know, in seasons like this, it's good to have a little age on you. You know, some, somebody said, well, how do you, how, you know, when you get older, uh, there, you get a plethora of experiences. And so, so you get a little calmer, hopefully, not more fretful, fearful, but calmer because seasons have come and gone. Amen. There's been ups and downs and highs and lows. Amen. And you know something? In this season, 
I believe God wants us to connect with the wisdom of the elderly. So you say, well, wait, wait a minute. We're not attentive enough, attentive enough to our elderly. Maybe God is trying to open our eyes. Amen. Let's be sensitive. Let's be attentive. Let's, let's, take, let's take care of those who are older. Let's, let's hear from them. Let's, let's allow them to chime in. Amen. Uh, let, let, let's get engaged with them. Let's take better care of them. It's, it, it's, it's a season. In those seasons of exposure and experience, God provides insight. And that insight gives us our marching orders. Praise God. So we're thankful for the blood that posts that the blood that's on the doorpost and the lentils that God brings a covering that his spirit comforts and teaches, praise God. God can bring us through any situation. Matter of fact, Jesus is a kind of conductor on, on, the, on, the, on the underground railroad, if you will. So, so how do you conduct yourself and make it out of places of peril? Jesus is the one that helps us to navigate and to transcend places of trap, of apparel, and leads us out of the valley of the shadow of death to green pastures. Praise God. Right now it's time to hear, sense, and see, and pay attention to what God wants to say, praise God, so that we can get to the place of peace and the place of joy and the place of hope and the place of contentment and the place of purpose, praise God. God wants us to be purposeful, not aimless. Amen. And God has a way of shepherding us into places of peace. Amen. Right now, those of us who are working from home, maybe you can consider, you know, what you might do. For instance, let's say, you know, this gets a little worse before it gets better. We rebuke that in the name of Jesus Christ. But if it does, are there ways that we can support other people who are more in service jobs? You know, more in those jobs that that if they're not meeting with people, they're not making money. You know, can we still figure out how we can support people? Can we still see how we can look after family members? Can we still see how we can work with other people? Amen. And use that little bit of disposable income, if I, my income is still generating, to bless other people. This is a season where we can bless people. A season where we can be engaged. A season where we can be sensitized to the needs of others. A season where doors can open. Amen. You know, a season where people can even be philanthropic. I was so happy to see that Disney was still paying, up, paying folk. Amen. You know, when people from the outside of Orlando think this place is glittering. They do. They think it's pure gold. They don't even understand how we are one of the capitals of, of the working poor and how 70% of the children in Orange County Public Schools are on low and reduced lunch. Hmm? Maybe a sensitivity can happen among those mega corporations who are keeping us poor. Amen? And creating an environment of poverty. Have mercy, Lord. We, it glitters, but it ain't gold. There needs to be higher wages. There needs to be a greater sensitivity to the needs of people, praise God. God. God wants us to open our eyes, and he wants to open the eyes of nations and countries and, 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 and society, our societies and, 
and, and, and corporate citizens, praise God, so, so that we can come alive. Amen. Out of this, we can come alive. Out of this, we can even be better. Amen. So, so, so let's use our money to help people. Let's use our money to help bless people. Let's use our, our this, this is an opportunity to be attentive to other people. Let's use our, our time to be more joyful and more attentive to our loved ones and our families. Let's, let's use our, our time to assist. Let's, let's appreciate what God has already given us rather than hoping for something else. God wants us to use what we have to engage and to bless. Amen? To engage and to bless and to be about our Father's business. Amen? This is the day that the Lord hath made. The Word of God says, let us rejoice. And be glad in it. So, yes, God will protect. Unfortunately, lives are lost. And we pray that God would mitigate and, and limit the loss of life and the loss of heinous discomfort and problems in our culture. In the name of Jesus, we ask God to intervene. In Ephesians 1.9, the word of God is making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which is set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. You know, usually nations and people groups, they don't cooperate, but for a season, we're going to cooperate. For a season, we're going to come together. For a season, we're going to unify. For a season, we're going to understand that we need each other. God says, I have a purpose in everything that happens under the sun. John 17, 23, it says, I in them and you in me that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Praise God. Daniel 2.20 and 21 it says, Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Second Timothy, it gives us our marching orders. It says, preach the word. Be ready. In season and out of season. Whether there's a crowd or not, it's time to preach. It's time to teach. Amen. He says, reprove, rebuke, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. So there's a prediction in the word of God that there will be seasons where the word is received and seasons when it's not received. Seasons when the word is popular. Seasons when the word is unpopular. Seasons when the word is heard. Seasons when the word will not be heard. Seasons where crowds will gather. Seasons when crowds will not be able to gather. But he says, preach, teach, in season and out of season. In every season, let the word go forth. In every season, let life go forth. In every season, let abundant life go forth. In every season, let eternal life go forth. In every season, let my invitation be extended to the world. Hmm? Nehemiah 2 and 2, it says, And the king said to me, Why is your face sad, seeing that you are not sick? Did you hear me? Why is your face sad? You ain't sick. This is nothing but sadness of the heart. Then I was very much afraid, he said. I said to the king, let the king live forever. Why should not my face be sad when the city, the place my father's graves, lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire? 
Then the king, king said to me, what are you requesting? So I prayed to God of heaven, and, and, and I said to the king, if it pleases the king, if your servant has found favor in your sight, that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's graves, that I may rebuild it. So the word of God says, when seasons happen, when things break down, when things are demolition, when things demolish, when things get tougher, when things get, get, get more difficult, we need to be ready to rebuild. Amen, somebody. Don't be sad. There are seasons of rebuilding. There are seasons when we rebuild the wall. There are seasons when we rebuild the temple. There are seasons when we rebuild the church. There are seasons when we rebuild society. There are seasons when we rebuild health. There are seasons when we rebuild relationships. There are seasons of rebuilding. For those who are healthy, it's time to build. Not just build for you, but build for others. Not just bless yourself, but bless others. Not just be concerned about your well-being, but be concerned about the well-being of others. Open up your capacity to feel and sensitize yourself to the needs of others. You know, when you go through something, it's, it resensitizes you to the needs of others. If you go through sickness, you, you, know, you understand what others have gone through. If you go through bereavement, you understand what others are going through. If you go through separation, you understand what others are going through. If you go through any difficult days or dark nights, if you get downsized or, or you lose your job, you get more sensitive to the needs of others. God says, when God, when I take you through stuff, rebuild. Nehemiah said, I see the death. I see the destruction. I see the problems in our society. And I feel like God is calling me to do something about it. I ask you, is God calling you to do something about it, to make a difference, to, 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 to intervene on his behalf, to be the light in the midst of darkness? And you know, light punctures holes in darkness. Our God is a good God. Our God will power and equip you. So if you got help, thank God. If you got strength, thank God. If you got, you know, the ability to move your limbs, thank God. If you can move your food from plate to mouth, thank God. But you ought to be trying to feed somebody else. You ought to be trying to bless somebody else. You ought to be trying to strengthen somebody else. You ought to be trying to pick somebody else up in this season. God says there's a season for rebuilding. There's a season for, for remote remaking. There's a season for reconnection. There's a season of blessing. The word says in 1 Corinthians 15, Therefore, my beloved brothers, it says, Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that the Lord, your labor, the Lord, in that the Lord, your labor is not in vain. Amen. So we have work to do. Amen. We have people to attend to. Life goes on. Life is about preparing yourself for another life. Amen? So get connected. The word says we walk by faith, not by sight. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. So God calls us to love and to live. God calls us to do more. Ephesians 3.20, and I'm ending just about it. It says, now to him who is able to do far more and abundantly all that we ask or think according to the power work within us. He is able to do far more 
abundantly than what we ask or think. So now it's prayer time. Somebody say, let's pray. Won't you stand, those who are here? It's time to pray. It's time to passionately go before our God. It's time to go before him boldly. What time is it? It's prayer time. What time is it? It's belief time. What time is it? It's faith time. What time is it? It's time for contentment and joy. What time is it? It's time for peace and hope. What time is it? It's time for love and empathy and sympathy. What time is it? It's time to move forward in God. What time is it? It's time to trust in God with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. All thy ways acknowledge him. In all circumstances acknowledge him. In all settings acknowledge him. And the word of God says, he will direct your path. Somebody shout, thank you, Lord. He's a good God. That's what time it is. We'll talk more about the time, the faith, the sis that we can give in times like this. So, somebody say thank you, Lord, for your blessings and for your benefits, for your life and for your strength. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I want to invite somebody in this place or online uh, to connect with this Jesus, to reconnect with Jesus author, the finish of our faith. He's the key to building and rebuilding. He's been designated as the chief cornerstone. That's the pillar, the foundational stone. He's the one that prevents the building from falling apart. He's the one that prevents us from falling apart. Jesus is. I don't fall apart because of him. I don't lose my mind because of him. I don't lose my heart because of him. I don't lose my faith because of him. He, he centers me. He grounds me. He gives me a solid foundation upon which to stand. Songwriter said, on Christ's solid rock I stand. All of the ground sinking sand. Everything else is shaky. And everything else is unstable. Everything else is insecure. Everything else cannot be depended on. But I can depend. I can lean hard all the way on Jesus. Lean on him. Let him have his way. Amen. We're going to sing and worship for a few moments. And again, I invite somebody to get connected to the church or online. You can send an email to get connected. Isn't that something? Send an email to get there. Info at rejoicingalord.org. Info at rejoicingalord.org. I want to connect today. I don't want to put this off. I want to make this connection today. You can, you can, you can put sin on messenger. I want to get connected. But this is the day that the Lord has made. So we invite you to come. Come in here. Come in here. Amen. In your heart and in your mind, give your heart fully, completely over to Jesus the Christ. Have a wholehearted connection with him. He's the Savior. What's that mean? He saves to the uttermost. He saves. He's the deliverer. Amen. With his stripes, the word of God says, we are healed. Amen. He's a healer. He's a miracle worker. He sends signs and wonders, and he's still engaged with the culture. He's still engaged with the society. And we're called to connect, be about that business with him.
I invite you to come. Come on, let's lift him up in song. We invite you to come. With your love. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, give him some praise. Thank you, Lord. Praise and magnify him, glorify him, lift him up. Jesus. That's more than enough. That's more than enough. Come on, lift and praise and magnify him. Come on, come on. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for occupying us. Thank you for capturing my heart. Thank you for consuming my heart with your love. And your love protects, your love provides, your love delivers, your love saves. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your joy. Thank you for your hope. Come on, call his name. Jesus. 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 That is more than enough. He is. He is. He is more than enough. Won't you bow your ears all over the house? Let's pray for a moment. Oh God, pray after me. Oh God, we love you. For you are a Savior.